0: All right, so this is week four I don't have I made that one slide on Facebook but there's not really anything to follow this week because um, we're just recapping and it's um, I've got uh, Vicki she's going to share some stuff about mortgages and loans and Sandy um, uh, worked at Social Security office for years um, so she's going to share a little bit about that so there's not really gonna there's not gonna be a video it'll just be all um, sound stuff so, just as a uh, recap or to see if anybody has had any questions, uh, week one, we talked about our, excuse me, our budget um, and filling that out. Um, I know some people were really scared about that, some not so much, but I hope it opened your eyes. Cause I know it does mine, and sometimes it even does mine because I recommend even filling one of those out. Definitely filling them out once a year, but if you have some major things that come along throughout the year, then I would recommend um, filling one of them out Um, then like i said uh, i have spreadsheets um, where i keep track of balances after the end of the beach month so i know what my principal is so just keeping track of that stuff knowing what your smallest debt is and all that good stuff so anybody have any questions about their budget sheet or anything you could think of as if you've looked over stuff last couple weeks everybody's master of money (laughs) <laughs> we want to be, don't we? So, um, then week two, you remember what we talked about? Week two. Don't blame it on that. You listened online. Make purchases with cash. See, she got a notebook. Make purchases with cash only. That was a week of uh tips. A lot of tips. Yeah, how did Frank like that, (laughs) Vicki? Yeah, because that's a big deal whenever you go in stores. um, They'll say, well, if you sign up for a credit card today, you can save 10 or 20%. And some people may just use that credit card, like I said, once and may not use it again for a long time, and they'll pay it off. But if you do that in several different stores, what that does is, like I said, that keeps kind of your more of a liability because then you have all these credit balances that, you're, that you can get or all these maxes, so to speak. Um, and then if they look at that at your credit and be like all the credit you can get versus your income, sometimes that can kind of tip the table on you. So that's one of the reasons I don't recommend. Um, I was afraid that was going to do something crazy when I touched it. I was like, well, here we go again. But, um, yeah, that kind of stuff, watch out for that. Uh, yeah, because, yeah, we all need God to help. Dear God, help us. And I believe that actually works because he can send some little reminders and kind of check you. That little voice that's saying maybe you shouldn't get that right now. Um, and also, did anybody else unlink credit cards from accounts? Like, if you have them saved, whether it's an eBay or PayPal, or like I told you guys, I unlinked my uh, Amazon credit card, or my credit card to my Amazon account. That way, it's just not like a one-click, and I don't think about it until my statement comes. Lots of different stuff. Then last week, uh, several different things. The biggest thing that always sticks out to me in week three is uh, snowballing debt. So from last week, whenever you, because some of you had heard of that before, some of you may have done it, some of you hadn't heard of it, did anybody start trying to, did you, anybody go home and actually look at some of that stuff about snowballing debt or figuring out what you, what you need to start working on first? Yeah, and like I said, I'm glad we kind of did this now just to kind of as a reminder before Christmas season gets here, don't go overboard because that's real easy to do and um, I noticed uh, Walmart and several other stores are bringing back layaway this year, which can be a good thing because you're not, um, it's not like credit card interest and everything else, but that stuff can add up too. So remember there's the principal, something they want, something they need, something to wear, and something to read. So that's four gifts. And that's not, you don't have to stick by that, that's just something that it can help. Out, um, I told you about the family friend of ours that they have twins and um, they only get their kids like two pretty good Christmas presents every year because by the time you get grandma and grandpas and aunts and uncles and other people in the family you go home your kids got so much junk in the room half of it's broke by the time they go back to school from Christmas break plus um, you don't have anywhere to put it who was it? Somebody put on Facebook the other day their kid stepped on a Lego for the first time. I was, I thought it was hilarious. I don't remember who it was, but I was just like, that's hilarious. And somebody put like a little tear face like they were sad. I was like, oh, please. But it does hurt when you step on that stuff. But I just thought it was funny because the kid, it's their Lego, and they're the one that stepped wow. on it, not the parent this time. Um, so, that, so make sure that you're snowballing stuff. Um, you can always message me after this and um, ask me stuff or anything. And even though you've done this, I would recommend doing it again at the first of the year, just because it's kind of, January 1st is New Year's relo- resolutions, but it's also a restart for stuff where you can kind of look at everything. Um, and you can always go back to my Facebook page and I'll, I'll leave those posts up, one, two, and three. And like I said, after tonight, all that will be up is um, just the sound clip from tonight. I won't have any, there won't be an actual video. But I'm um, here in just a minute or two. I'm going to have Vicki. She's going to come and share just some stuff about loans. And then you can ask her questions. And Sandy's going to talk about Social Security and debunk some myths. And none of my, the teachers are here tonight because I'm not a real teacher. Because teachers don't pay into Social Security. So I'd still like for her to share that. Just what um, like I do on my bus. My bus paycheck, but not my teachers. But she'll explain more about that because I still want people to be able to hear listen back through this but um, any any questions before I ask them to come on stuff budget snowballing and remember you can always if you can't if you don't have the money or you're just not real sure about it, you can just blame the budget tell your husband your wife whoever just be like it's not in the budget sorry I mean so that way it's not your fault it's a piece of paper's fault so probably not yes yeah, online which you, you can there's still time to plan ahead even if you haven't done Christmas clubs um, you've still got well over a month before Christmas so that's still time to be if you're one of those last-minute shoppers put a little bit of money out of each paycheck if you've got it to go towards Christmas stuff instead of just going all nuts and put it on the credit card like three days before Christmas well, Vicky, are you ready, boss? She was a little nervous, so let's see let's give Vicky a hand—a round of applause. Come on, Vicky. You gotta you gotta come up here and get this microphone, to, and then I'll pass out whatever you need me to. You just boss me around. And uh, once again, if like I said, Dave Ramsey. Which is he's a guru. Um, there, a lot of financial people are totally against loaning money, and so you're probably like, why in the world are you having her come here? Um, if you might, you might have a son or a daughter or somebody close in your family that's interested in a mortgage. They're not sure of the right way to go about that, or just loans. And it, you've got to start building credit somewhere. Okay. Um, so, like I said, I'm a little reverse. I'm not totally, you know, 180 this way or that way. On stuff, so I did want her to come and share some stuff because does anybody in here n- not have a loan on anything, like no mortgage, no car payment, Yay. <laughs> yeah, but she's got a sugar daddy, so <laughs> yeah, so I'm gonna turn this over to her and just give her your attention like you do me, just roll your eyes and you don't want to hear something she says and. I'm just playing. Here you go. Babe.
1: That's right. All right. Here you go. Oh, we you yeah. yeah. didn't even give me a break. I know, right? All right. Oh, That's okay. On the bag. She's passing out like. Um, we'll we'll go with the the big packet first. Um, and I believe she told us on the first week that we needed to um, take care of our credit. You know, credit is, everybody has to have it in order to get your house, to get a car. And, you know, it's real easy when you start out, you know, and maybe you're in college or something and those credit cards just bombard you. And then maybe, you know, things happen, you know, you get out of college, you can't get your job and so, You know, you're making a part time job or something, and then oh, this credit card payment, you're not too worried about it. Next thing you know, down the road, maybe you, you know, you're getting married, or maybe you're needing a car or something, and reality hits when you're trying to get your loan. Man, we've seen some nightmares, me and Marla <laughs> have. Um, you know, on you know, maybe a $500 credit card can hurt your credit so bad if you don't pay it off and you let it charge off or something. Um, if you'll go on page two of the big packet, so let's just say you decided that you needed a car and the car was gonna be 22.8, okay, probably a nice used car. Um, okay, say you needed a payment, you could afford about a 450. Well, if you had like a seven seven 740 score, which is really great, that would put you at, at you know, say in Santa or some other places at a 399 rate, which is great, okay? That says that if you don't pay it off early, if you go down in the middle of the the sheet where it says finance charge, if you don't pay it off early, then you would be paying $2,268 worth of interest, okay? That's pretty good over the, the 56 payments. Now, if you head back to page... Let's see that's my page uh, my pages are all out of whack okay if you go to page um, three here now nope wait one more four all right and say you had a 500 credit score okay because you let one of your credit cards charge off then you you could be possibly into a 15% interest rate all right so you're talking about, On that 22-8, instead of this interest of this $2,200, you're gonna be paying interest of $13,400 for a $500 credit card that you just thought, hmm, you know, oh well, you know? So credit, your credit and your credit score means a whole lot, okay? So, you know, if you've got bad credit right now or if it's not the greatest, work on it, okay? six months to a year on time payments do a world of difference okay so and then another thing when you go to the car lot oh my you know the car lot people they're gonna say oh what would you like your payment to be no you don't want to go there okay because if you say oh 450 you know same payment if he takes the same car and you can afford a $450 payment he's going to maybe say oh well let's put you and say your credit score is not that bad 650 to like 660 he can get you into a 6% rate but he's going to extend you out to get you a $444 payment but he's not going to finance twenty two eight, you're gonna finance twenty-seven seven because he's gonna get his extended warranty and his big extended gap insurance. Now don't get me wrong, gap insurance is great, but gap insurance at a thousand or twelve hundred dollars is not great. Okay, like our our gap insurance is three forty-five and we're making money at three forty-five. So you can tell what that dealership is making on, on the gap. So don't go for the payment. Just tell him, say, you know, just, you know, we want to talk about the interest rate and all that, okay? Because as soon as he knows what you, you can afford, then he's going to add $3,000 extended warranty, gap, and anything else he can think of, okay? Now then, if we go over a few pages more, And let's just talk about mortgages, okay. Now, I know when you're buying a house, we probably all did this. When you get into it, you're into it at a 30-year mortgage. You're starting out, starting fresh with your mortgage payment, but you would be surprised at what $25 extra every month on the principal can do. You think, ain't gonna do anything so if you go on back to probably four pages where you see where you see this 360 and hundred thousand find that page and it says at the top original 30-year loan okay so we're saying that the interest rate going interest rate roughly right now um, is a 4.5 with some decent credit Okay, that's going to be $506. That's just principal and interest. That doesn't include escrows for taxes and insurance. Okay, you do that. The interest, the finance charges in the middle. You'll be paying $82,000 worth of interest. So you'd be paying the bank back, if you didn't pay it off early, $182,000 for your mortgage. Okay, so we all go into it. We all go into it on a 30-year loan. That doesn't mean we have to stay at a 32, or a 30 year loan. Now, if we go over to the next page, and you see if you make $25 every month to the principal on that, then that will pay that loan off in not 360 payments, it'll pay it off in 327 payments, okay? So that means that you've saved 33 months and you've saved $8,700 just by putting $25 to the principal, okay? If you go over to the next page, we're still on that $100,000 loan, same interest rate, but this time you've decided to put, oh, I can put $50 a month to the principal. If you do that, you're gonna be saving 61 months and you're gonna save $15,907. That's money in your pocket, not the banker's pocket, in your pocket, okay? Not only are you doing this, but by this time, you're gonna have equity in that house, and you're gonna be able to get it financed off of that 30 if you wanted to, you know, and maybe go to a 15-year loan. Now, here, then the next one is if you had an extra 100, okay? Um, the time saved, if you had an extra hundred on this scenario in a hundred thousand dollar house, then you're gonna be saving a hundred and three months and a total of twenty-six thousand dollars. Okay. Now then if you refinanced, say if you, you did a 15-year loan for a hundred thousand. What we, we have a great program right now. Now, not everybody can join us, but you all need to shop around. If you've got mortgages, see what your interest rate is. Go to your banker and and shop around. Right now, we've got an in-house 15-year loan, no closing cost. The rate with a 740 or higher score is a 3.49. So, on that same scenario at 100,000, the finance charge on that is only twenty eight thousand dollars and the payment is seven hundred and fourteen dollars so just think about this now what i really kind of got sick about after i was sitting here doing all these figures i told marla the other night i said i thought wow let me get mine my loan out my loan papers and see what we were at because we just refinanced last year to get some property off uh, so anyway, we refinanced, and we went to a 240, we went to a 20-year. And that payment, that's on, if you go over two more things, okay. So, so I've got like 159000 left on my house, okay. So I still owe 230 payments. If I could do this, which I cannot, but if I could refinance right now, my house and take it and put it on that 349 with no closing costs that we have right now, I would save forty five thousand dollars worth of interest. I would go from still owing the bank ninety one thousand to owing the bank forty five. However, my husband just got laid off last week, so no, we cannot do this because he is unemployed getting ready to kick him and his Speedway butt in the butt. But anyway, um, another thing, if you didn't want to do the extra prepaid, exactly that amount, when you get your loan, any loan, whether it's an auto loan, personal loan, or a mortgage loan, you can ask for an amortization schedule. And that's that next little sheet there. If you were to go down here On payment number one, and you'll see, this is still this is based on the hundred thousand dollar original mortgage. What your first payment of that five hundred and six dollars, one hundred and thirty one is going to go to principal. The rest of that three hundred and seventy five is going to interest. So if you look down here and you say, hmm, you know I got some extra this month. You know, i got an extra $130-some dollars. Let me put that to principal with my first payment. You have just pocketed yourself $374.51. That's the next thing. You're already down to that balance on the number two thing, but you've only paid $506 plus the $132, the principal for the next payment. And you can do that with any loan. Just ask them for an amortization schedule, and you can just pray. The principal is what we're looking at, principal, okay? And the little little things that I gave you, yeah. These things on the back here tell you the interest rates, okay? So, you know, They're a little higher because, you know, interest rates used to be a little higher. They're not, you know, some interest rates aren't uh, this high anymore. But you can use this, and if you're car shopping, and say, you know, um, the bank, you you called the bank and you wanted to see about a $20,000 payment and all that, and they told you what your interest rate was based on the credit you thought that, you know, you had. So if you will take your calculator and say you wanted to get a $20,000 car. If you would put, and say they said, oh, it's gonna be 7%, okay? And you want to go five years on it, okay? So you come down here to the 7% gr- uh, grid here at the top, and you come over to the five, and you, you and where the two meet, that's 1980, okay? If you put $19.80 in your calculator times 20, because that's the number of thousands that's this is per thousand then that's going to tell you what your in your payment is it's going to be 396 dollars so that'll help you figure payments if you're kind of in question you know oh you know i think my interest rate is going to be this do you think we can afford a twenty five thousand dollar car are we going to have to stick with 20 so anyway that's just uh you all can have those if you need more we got plenty of them but You know, they they used to be really plentiful years ago, but they're not very plentiful anymore. And if they are, they're on certain cars that wasn't selling very great. I mean, they'll get you in there, but you have to, the fine print is you might have to have, you know, an 800 credit score or something. They'll get you in the door with that, but it depends on your credit score. And it could be like, they'll give you zero for 36 months and then you're like i can't afford that payment you know i need a five-year payment so they're getting you in the door with that used to be you could take used to be they'd have zero percent or they would have maybe three thousand dollars off they did away with that now you so um they don't do that much anymore either because what would happen with us was they would take that uh three thousand off and then they would come to us because it used to be we have car loans you know you know two nine nine or something like that so the interest you know was that they would save by that low they could win win on both of them but there's uh always that fine line yeah, yeah you'd have to look at it the fine line before I would go you know to see what your credit score had to be and how long they were going to finance it you know they you know Plus, it could be on certain models, you know, that's not selling. Yeah, uh once they got there and then test drove that car and you loved it, and it's like, oh, no, oh, I can't swing that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's all I got. Oh, years ago, that's how I knew about the $25. The Banker's Secret, it's an old book. And, in fact, I had Marla to order it for me last week because I couldn't find mine. But when I ordered this years ago, it had one of those floppy disks that i could put in my computer (laughs) let me tell you it was like that it was a floppy thing but you could put in there you could put any scenario you wanted you could put any ten dollars extra to my principal or whatever and it would print out it would print out an amortization and tell you how much you was going to save by 10 25. great but i i don't know what happened why they didn't extend it you know and get with the program because it is a good book but um like I said, if you can, you'd be surprised. You know that twenty-five dollars extra. Okay, mm-hmm, sure, that it twenty-five. All so that. righty, that's it for me. Thank you all. You no, better not say. Better not say. Thank you. You're welcome.
2: You gonna pass out my papers too? Hi, everybody. I think most of you may know me, I'm Sandy Ruckel. I have worked for Social Security for 23 years. I Haven't been in the office much since April. I've been out on some medical leave, but um, I still know the programs. I've done just about every job in the office from answering phones to figuring benefits to paying people. I've been fortunate I've got to help a lot of people in my 23 years. So Leslie and I discussed this and I'm just going to go over some basics with social security. And if you have questions, feel free to ask me. If I don't know the answer. I will get one for you. We're going to start off with what every social security employee is being forced into talking about, although it is needed. What you have to realize is your Maysville office serves six counties they now have 10 employees. You can imagine what it's like just serving our six counties, much less all of the overflow traffic we're getting from the Ohio folks because those offices are in Portsmouth and Batavia. Aberdeen people are not gonna go to Batavia for social security, they're gonna come see us. We also see a lot of um, people from the Lexington area through we'll get Cynthia we'll get Paris we get them from all over the place so just be aware of what you can do outside the office because you'll end up saving yourself some time as well as us and that's what we're going to start on our website ssa.gov and please make sure you're on a gov site and that doesn't mean just with Social Security with any government agency whether it be the IRS um, Department of Homeland Security If you're on a .gov site, you are on an official government website. If you go in and search Social Security, you're going to get a hundred attorneys wanting your business. Go to the .gov site. That is the only legitimate site. SSA.gov. The first sheet that you have is what you can do online, and there is a ton of stuff that can be done online these days. If you are not receiving benefits from Social Security, you can apply for most benefits. You can apply for Social Security disability, you can apply for retirement benefits, you can apply for spousal benefits, and you can apply for Medicare. There are certain limited situations where you can apply for SSI, but they are limited. Um, If you're applying for disability it asks you about applying for SSI, if you put in yes somebody's going to call you to get that done so don't feel like it's just not going to go anywhere you cannot apply for survivor's benefits online you have to talk to a someone in the office to do that That the the cheerleaders (laughs) Yep, it's gone. We do recommend everybody create a social security account for themselves. That's where you establish your own unique username and password. And the reason we want you to do that, because if you have a unique username and password, then somebody's not going to fraudulently file benefits for you or change your direct deposit information. You can also block access, although you have to call the office or go into the office to do that. But if you have parents that might get Social Security and don't feel like they'd ever access their account, have it blocked. That way nobody else can access it for them, okay? Does everybody remember these lovely things you used to get in the mail? This is what we call personal earnings and benefits statement or a PEEBS. This is mine. I printed it off of my Social Security. I did not give you a copy because my earnings are on it, sorry. (laughs) Didn't think I, and all my stuff that's blacked out is my actual Social Security amounts. But you can go get yours online through my Social Security. Once you establish an account, it's going to pop up there for you. You need to do that at least once a year. And the reason you want to do it once a year, your earnings record is on here. You wanna make sure your earnings are being posted. Now we're really good at posting earnings. It amazes me sometimes the millions of W-2s that flow through us, that we get them right. We're really good at it, but you need to double check yourself because 20 years down the road, if you're looking at a lot of zeros, if you don't have the W-2s, we may not be able to backfill those earnings for you. So make sure that you establish an account, check your personal earnings and benefit statement, and make sure those earnings are right, okay? You can also go in on your own account and say, I want to retire in this month and this year, and it will figure the benefits for you for each month and year. It's called a retirement estimator. Now, if you're currently getting benefits, there's a bunch of stuff you can do. You can get your benefit verifications that everybody wants and print them right off the website change your address, phone number, direct deposit. You can get replacement 1099s, Medicare cards, or you can report your earnings if you go back to work and you just get Social Security disability. So that's if you're getting benefits. Do you get benefits currently? Just you don't have to file for medicare your application for social security was an application for medicare also Mm -mm, they'll mail your medicare card three to four months before you turn 65 65 yep all automatic easy you can also check the status of any claims that you have open with social security online and if you don't have any name changes you can get a replacement social security card you have to have a Social Security account. You have to have a Kentucky driver's license. But you can go on there and replace a Social Security card online, and that's great. No, because we have to see ID with every one of them. And what it is, when you go in there, you have to enter your driver's license number, and we match it with the state records to verify it, and then ship your card out in the mail. Yep. No, he needs to create a Social Security account, put his driver's license information in. He should have a card probably within 7 to 10 days. Anybody have any questions about what you can do online? Yes, ma'am. For children, yes. No. (laughs) We're going to talk about that in the next paper. You have to be 18 to create a Social Security account. Now, you'll be payee for the children. Payee, you have to have an adult established to be over the children's payments. We call it a representative payee but the children can't get social security accounts and that's where all of their information would be tied to their own social security number not yours so they'll have to file their own accounts they'll have to file for their own benefits you as a parent once a child's 18 if we're talking about back pay they have to file their own applications mama can't do it anymore it doesn't matter we're federal no, You're, they're talking about the garnishment of his. You're, there's two different things. The state of Ohio is trying to garnish his back pay for your children for their child support. At the meantime, if they were under 18 during the period that he was established to be disabled, they may be eligible for benefits directly from Social Security. The children, even if they were 18 after, all of it started, see if, they, if they're if they now 18, they have to file their own applications. You can't do it for them and the money goes to them. When somebody turns 18 in this country, mama and daddy are no longer a part of anything. No, it's two different things. Child support doesn't take the kid's benefits. Child support takes his benefits. But if there's possible children's benefits available, then the children would file for those. It's something, actually the garnishment is something extra. Because the kid's benefits that they were eligible for themselves would be counted in determining how much child support he actually owed. Has he already been approved? Mm Mm-mm. Yeah, we don't take children's claims until parents have been approved. No. The kids will go into the office to file. You can't file child's claims online. Yes, correct, once it's approved. And if he named the children in the application, we're going to be chasing them down anyway if he gets approved. But you got to have the approval first, and then we do all the other claims. I was in Maysville, yes, last. You can go anywhere you want. It's It's a federal benefit, so you can go anywhere in the country. How to create an online account. It goes back over all the stuff we just talked about on what you can do. There is no fee. You must have an email account and you must have a cell phone number. Now there's two ways to do this for us to verify your identity. The first is to get an activation code from an office. We use your driver's license and verify it and give you a code that you go and put in the computer Leslie, can you click on that My Social Security? Right yeah. Hit Create an Account. See? Right here, you can either create a new account or you can enter an activation code. You put in, a d- that's if you're going to sign in. If you have an activation code, it's a very simple process. We've already verified your identity. If you have not got an activation code, we give you a set of questions from Equifax for you to answer, and you better get them right or you're not going to get my Social Security account, and you'll end up having to get an activation code. One of the ones that they asked me is where I lived in 1983. I was 11, but I think I probably opened a bank account about that time, and it's got me. If it's your name and social security number, I don't know what your questions will be. Some of them are very far back in time. But you have to answer them for us to verify your identity, because we want to make sure that who we're giving access to the account is the proper person. No, because the unemployment is a Kentucky benefit and this is a federal benefit. You have to have a username and password and then whenever you access your account, it will send a one-time code to your cell phone of choice that you'll have to enter. So there are a lot of steps to getting into your My Social Security account. There has to be, unfortunately. I can be in mine in about three minutes, and I do check mine every year. Does anybody have any questions about that? Should you have kept them? You don't have to. You need to check it every year. Go online and check it. While Just that, we have kept it? no. You don't have to. I usually keep the last one. Yeah. yeah, and it's been several years since we mailed those. There were some budget cuts, and um, I imagine those cost millions of dollars to send. So that was the first thing that got crunched. Sixty two is still, and I, I believe right now it's sixty six and six months for people born in nineteen fifty seven. It's going up slowly to age sixty seven. No, no, no. When you, we block access, it's only to our website. So that if somebody goes in and puts that social security number in to create a my social security account, it stops it. Yes. Yes. And we want you to do one of those two things. Either block it if you're not going to use it, or create one. It will take fraud out of the equation, unless you give somebody your username and password, and then that's kinda your fault, so. The next thing that I wanna go over is how we calculate a retirement benefit. I'm not gonna spend a lot of time on this because it can be pretty complicated, but everybody should have an idea because there are all kinds of things floating out there. I have heard every possible combination of how we figure a benefit that there is. Social Security considers your working years to be from age 22 to 62. How many years is that? 40. It takes 40 credits to draw Social Security at retirement age, one per year. So you have to earn at least one credit, or some people call them quarters, to get Social Security retirement. Now, we don't use all 40 years, we drop the five lowest. So we use the highest 35 years after inflation to determine your Social Security. And if you look at the back of this, now one of these is printed every single year. This particular one is for people born in 1957. It is the latest one that we have. Yeah, you got it right here, Second second page. The reason that 57 is the last one we have is those people are turning 62 this year. And these numbers, there's three little numbers in here that change every year. So we can't do them for future years. But I printed this to give you an idea of how we do it, okay. Now, what you see here is a great big chart of numbers. This is where you need that personal earnings and benefits statement because it has, remember, it has your earnings on it. Because the first thing that we do, and you see the first column is maximum earnings, there is a maximum m- amount that if you make more than that amount in wages, you will stop paying Social Security taxes for the year. This year, it's people that make more than 1284 <laughs> but if you make more than that we're only we're only counting to 1284 okay the b column is your actual earnings and this is where you would take your earnings from your pebs and put them in there the c column is your index factor We do not use your actual earnings in determining your social security. We adjust them for inflation. And those numbers change every year. Hence why we have one of these sheets for every year that's out there. Now for an example, in 1993, I made $8,046. Social Security is not counting that as $8,046. If I was born in 1957, it would count as $17,540. You following me? So we go through every year of your earnings and index them for inflation. The indexed earnings are what we use to calculate your benefit. We grab the highest 35 Now, what if you don't work 35 years? We throw zeros in there. You know what zeros do to an average, brings it down. Now, there is a caveat for those people who are disabled or who pass away. We don't use 35 years. We cut them off at the point they become disabled or pass away, so we use a lot less years in their computation. And I want you to be aware of that. But at the same time, I'm not gonna go into all the ins and outs of that. Just know that we use less years. It's still done the same way. The next step after we figured those high 35 years is we add them all up. Then we divide it by 420, number of months in 35 years. That gives us the average indexed monthly earnings. We call it an AIME, A-I-M-E. Now the next part of that, it's called your bend points. When they set up social security, they structured it in such a way that the people with the greatest need would get the biggest return on their benefits. So we take that Amy and we multiply the first $926 by 90%. Anything between 926 and 5,583, they get 32% of that. And then if there's anything over 55.83, they get 15%. So the more you make, the less return you get from Social Security. Do you see that? Now, what will change from year to year is that 926 and 55.83. We call those bend points, and those change yearly. That's why these sheets are only good for one year. The percentages stay the same in most situations. The 90, 32, and 15 stay the same. But it is just weighted in such a way that we're going to help the folks that need it the way that the government felt the lower income folks would need more of the return back. So that's what they did. So when you add those three figures together, That is what's called a primary insurance amount. It's the amount you would get at full retirement age, and it is the figure that we use to calculate everything. It's what we use to calculate if you draw early. It's what we use to calculate if you have a spouse that can receive benefits, everything, okay? So that's Social Security computations in five minutes. Is it complicated? Yes. Am I going to do it? No. I'm not going to sit and do this. I had a guy one time. It was, oh my gosh, it was probably 20 years ago. And he came in. Remember those tapes that you used to have that came off of calculators and you, the paper? He came in. I bet you he had a 20-foot tape. And he came in there, and he was rearing. He said, you guys aren't paying me enough. I've sat and figured this out. You're not paying me enough. And he had his little sheet, but he had it for a wrong year. So... Spousal benefits if a person's primary insurance amount which is the amount they would receive at full retirement age in this scenario 66 and six months is less than one-half of their spouses they can also receive some spousal benefits so if my husband had a primary insurance amount of a thousand dollars and I had a primary insurance amount of $400, I could draw another hundred from him because one half of a thousand is 500. I'm only drawing, I only have 400. So can I can pick, th- no. There's a little number that we call a family maximum. The primary insurance amount is the figure that we use to calculate everything And there's another number called a family maximum, and that's what, including the primary insurance amount, everybody in the family can receive, or everybody who's entitled, spouses, children under 18, disabled adult children, widows. It's all calculated by those two figures. So as long as he has $100 available in that family maximum, I can get it. Any questions about that? We good, have I lost you all completely? (laughs) It's confusing, there's a lot to it. Don't spend three days trying to calculate your benefit. What I want you to take out of this is we're gonna use the high 35 years, that's the biggie. Yes, after they're indexed for inflation. We're using zeros. We're killing your average. We used very few years in calculating your benefit because if somebody is becomes disabled or passes away, We don't use that many years. We look at your age, when you become disabled or pass away, and it's calculated on that, on how many years we actually use. And again, I'm not going to sit and figure those. The computer will do it for me, but that's, in a nutshell, we don't use that many years. Yes, the indexing stays the same. Yes, absolutely. They will never pop a lower year. And we get a lot of people who are retired but still working that come in and want to know why their benefits aren't going up. It's because they're not kicking out one of the high 35 years. They don't want us to recalculate their benefits. Their benefit would go down. We're going to use the high 35 for retirement. We're going to use the high 8 or high 10 or however many we need based on when you became disabled or passed away? Um, if you are disability, does your, does yes. stays the same in most situations a person's disability benefit is the same as what their age their full retirement age benefit would be they get the cost of living increases they could possibly if somebody's disabled and working they could possibly get increases that way also when because we, we would still recalculate their benefits based on the indexing Any other questions about that? Is anybody here self-employed, spouse self-employed? I do wanna mention that real quick because we get a lot of issues with self-employment. Somebody who's self-employed has to pay their own social security tax plus the employer portion. And I realize that an accountant's job is to decrease tax liability But folks who are self-employed also need to realize that they may not be paying Social Security taxes if they're not showing a profit on their business. So I just want to throw that in there for those that might be listening later. Does anybody have any other questions before I start on the teacher's portion? 62? What's your birthday? What's your month and date of September what? September, what's the day? September 19. With Social Security retirement, you have to be 62 for a full calendar month. So the first month that you are 62 all month would be October. Checks run a month late so your check would come in november and your check would be on the third wednesday of the month we pay checks on second third and fourth wednesday if your birthday falls on one through ten it's the second 11 through 20 is the third anything after 21 is the fourth if someone has um, was has been getting benefits for a very very long time or if they've ever gotten ssi they've got a third of the month payment date.
1: Okay. Like like,
2: like <coughs> September 19. So let's say that your check was coming on the 3rd Wednesday in November and you passed away on October 30th. You did not live the full month of October. Or even October 31st at 11:59. You didn't live the full month of October. You would not be due the check that comes in November. You live till November 1. You do the check that comes in November because you have it, it's always a month behind, and to be eligible, you have to be eligible for the entire calendar month. So it's literally a difference of one minute in there. <laughs> Correct, because it's for October. What I tell banking folks in that situation is if you're uncomfortable with it, ship it back to Treasury. Because the bank will get stuck with that. Yeah. So if there is any doubt, ship it back and just tell the people that they'll have to apply through. If if there's an underpayment due to someone, they can apply through us to get it. If you sent back a check that was due, their family can get it from us. So if you're worried about it, send it back. Well, if if you get disability benefits, your Medicare is effective two years after your date of entitlement. With disability, the first thing that we look at is what date someone becomes disabled. What's today? November 12th. We'll say somebody becomes disabled today. With Social Security disability, there's a five-month waiting period before we start benefits. And again, it's five full calendar months, so it's going to be December. January, February, March, April. Dave entitlement would be May. First check would come in June. Medicare would be effective in May, 2022. Well, if they deny you, they still go back that way. It's still figured the same way. You just might get back pay. When's your birthday? Be watching for the card. December, January, January, and you'll start getting all kinds of mail from insurance companies because they know that your birthday's coming. And Medicare cards look look like junk mail. First of all, they don't come from Social Security. They come from the Centers of Medicare and Medicaid Services. We are not Medicare. We take their claims for them, but we are not Medicare. I have the power to approve a medicare claim i have the power to deny a medicare claim but i'm talking about just establishing entitlement to medicare as far as doctors and explanation of benefits and cards and all that that's coming directly from medicare you centers of medicare and medicaid services make sure you open every piece of that mail it's centers of medicare and medicaid services cms It's usually in a half size envelope. And about all that's in there is the Medicare card. Yes, and it doesn't come from social security and I think that's what messes people up and they toss it in the trash. And then they call us and say, I never got my Medicare card. It's a paper card. All of our cards are paper because it's a lot cheaper. They have talked about making social security cards plastic but then y'all would have to pay for them so no it is not your social security number they have changed the medicare number it's crazy more more fraud more fraud any other questions for us B, widows a D, widows, disabled widows W, and actual widow widows a D. What you're talking about is beneficiary identification codes, yes. And it's what we used they used to be easy, they're no longer easy. We didn't like it either, but I can see why it needed to be done. Any other questions before I start on the teacher's portion? Yes, yes, yes. I think anybody born after 1967 is 67 is 67 years old. It tells me that um, your full retirement age is 67 and it'll give me that benefit amount. It'll give me my age 70 benefit amount because if you wait to start drawing your first check after your full retirement age, you get what we call delayed retirement credits every month. Those stop at 70, so there's no reason to wait until after that age to file at all. And then it'll give you your 62, it will give you your disability benefits, and it will give you survivor's benefits. Everybody can still retire at 62, it's the full retirement age that went up. It used to be 65 for everybody like mine now is 67 they've slowly I'm not sure they some they're going up like two months every year right now and I never know yes in your personal earnings and benefits statement will tell you what your full retirement age is yes you cannot this our website is so full of information most of our procedure manuals are on the website. It's not hidden. There is some sensitive stuff that we don't share, but probably 90% of it, the average American can go and look up. It's all there. It's, it's not hidden. If you have questions, you can go there. Everything I'm giving you was printed directly from the social security website. I didn't go in the office and grab anything. I just printed it at home. So be aware that this is a great resource for things like that. Windfall elimination provision. This is the teacher's segment. Teachers in Kentucky do not pay social security taxes. They pay into teacher's retirement. In Ohio, no government workers pay into Social Security. They pay into different Ohio plans. Basically, the folks that don't pay Social Security pay into a pension plan that was established prior to Social Security being established. That's why they're kinda out there. And then we always have the railroad, which is a whole nother ball game. But we do have people that teach and also pay into social security tax. And the problem that we had was our computer system. When you look at these earnings, our computer system can't see the teacher's earnings. So when we take their earnings as would come out on our system, and put them into that big formula, it would try to pay them as we pay the lower paid employees. Remember that whole anything under 926 you get 90%? The teachers were getting a windfall because they'd never paid into Social Security, and we didn't realize that they paid in something else. The computer just didn't see it it couldn't take those earnings into account because in actuality, if you take into account what they were making, it should skew them on the lower end just like the rest of us. I don't think windfall elimination is so much against the teachers as it's being more fair to the uh, the ones of us that only pay social security tax. It wouldn't be fair to us if all we got was based on this computation and then someone who paid into another pension plan got a bigger benefit plus their teachers retirement so they came up with this windfall elimination thing and I do have a few of these but teachers have to have substantial earnings Um in 2019 we consider substantial earnings to be 24675 for teachers if they can rack up 30 years of substantial earnings there'll be no reduction in their social security check they'll get their teachers retirement and whatever social security they're due if they have 20 or less substantial years Remember that big 90% in that social security computation? It just got dropped to 40. They get 40% of that first 926 instead of the 90. Now for every year between 21 and 30, it goes up 5% each year. So we're giving them credit, they just have to pay a lot more social security tax than they probably have or probably want to. I have seen this happen a couple of times, maybe four or five times where they've gotten full benefits from both. But the windfall is not really to be against them. It's to make sure everybody's on an even playing service. Okay. I, um, just for fun, took mine and I've been working, I've had earnings since 1990 posted 22 of my years were substantial. So if I were a teacher based on that, my 90% would be 50. Okay. The 5%, yep. Right. The other thing that teachers get wonked on, and they really get fired up about this, is spouses' benefits. And we talked about spouses' benefits, didn't we? So my husband and I both pay social security tax and our income is virtually the same. And when we retire, I can't draw mine and half of his. The computation doesn't work. My primary insurance amount is not less than one half of his. He's gonna get what he's gonna get and I'm gonna get what I'm gonna get and that's it. Teachers who weren't paying social security were coming in under that 50% of their spouse's primary insurance amount, drawing their teacher's retirement, plus half of their spouse's social security. Doesn't happen now because the laws changed, but that's what was happening. Now I for one would all, I'd be all for it. If I could draw mine and half of his, and he could draw his and half of mine, it'd be great. I'd be all for it. We can't afford to do that. It's, it's, not, it's not gonna happen. So there is a law for teachers or other people who pay into pensions not covered by Social Security called Government Pension Offset. And what it does is takes the amount they're receiving from their own retirement plan, teachers, whatever, we use their gross benefit and we figure out what two-thirds of it is so in our little example where the primary insurance amount was a thousand half of its 500 if somebody's getting um, teachers retirement of fifteen hundred dollars a month gross two-thirds of that is a thousand bucks they're only eligible for $500 in spouses, but we're gonna reduce the 500 by 2 thirds of their pension. So that gets them nothing. And again, it's, it's, I don't think they established these laws to be mean to the teachers. It's to give everybody the same advantages or disadvantages of the system. Because how can we say that we're going to let you continue to draw your $1,500 in teacher's retirement, plus we'll pay you $500 in social security, and then look at a household where both members pay social security tax and say, yeah, you can only draw yours and you can only draw yours. You can't draw them both. So it's really just giving everybody equal opportunity to the system. Any questions on that? I know nobody here is a teacher. Any questions about anything else? Now is the time. There is one other thing I want to mention because I see this on Facebook all the time and it drives me absolutely up a wall and I'm not allowed to post on it. But Social Security is a social insurance program. I know there's a little post that goes around that says, okay, at 62, I paid this amount in. I should be able to draw this amount back out. That's not the way it works. If you have life insurance of $10,000 and you pay $10 a month for it, What happens if you die? Have you paid $10,000 worth of life insurance and now somebody gets to draw it back out? Where's the other money come from? Where does that insurance company get the rest of the money? Because your premium hasn't covered it. All the other suckers paying into it. If you've got a term policy and you don't die, do you get your money back? you expect to? Social Security is a social insurance program. You are paying in to establish the right to receive benefits that are being paid in not only by yourself but by everybody else. I've got survivors benefits of kids who are deceased at 24 or 25 years old. They got three or four babies. We pay those babies till they're 18. Do you think those kids have paid enough taxes themselves for us to pay benefits for 13 years? That's what it's coming from. It's coming from everybody else paying in. So keep that in mind, because I hear that a lot. I paid this in, and I want this back. It doesn't always happen. Benefits will have to go down. Something's going to have to happen. We can't sustain it. We've got the baby boomers coming. Um, we, we don't have enough money. We're getting to the point where we're paying out more, more than we're taking in. So they're going to have to do something. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't they think can. I can't see it totally happening. Benefits may decrease. They could stop this maximum amount where people pay in above the maximum. They could raise taxes. Something's got to happen. There's not enough money there to sustain it it as it's happening now. When they established it, it was only for retirement benefits. And then all of a sudden, they add survivor's benefits. And then they add disability benefits. It's, there's a lot more to it now than there was when they started it. Anybody else? Anybody else have any myths they want me to shoot down? See stuff on Facebook? Well, don't believe what you hear on the street. Most of the time it's wrong. Anything else? We good?
0: <laughs> you have to answer the question right if you want to leave the room. Lucky for you all, I have horrible comprehension skills, so I'll have to go back. Um, I'll uh, I'll up, I'll scan all this stuff in. Give me some time, so I'll start with uh, the stuff that Vicky went over. And then I'll put Sandy stuff in there, too, and it'll just be one long PDF file. It won't be a video, but that way they, everybody can um, can go back through that. Thank you guys for coming. Did you guys learn stuff? Is this something maybe we want to do again? Because I'm going to be honest. See, even if it's stuff that you learned, sometimes we all needed a swift kick in the butt. So maybe in the spring or something, holler at me. And if nothing else, we can just get together and have fun and eat or something. Okay. But thank you guys for coming. Um, just share that stuff on Facebook. And have a wonderful evening.